0: We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. I can't wait. I know I'm singing already. So Patty Cuevas, so usually when you cook, maybe you'll add a little adobo. Today, we have adobo and sazon is all I'm going to say. We are bringing it. Latina's in the house. We're adding some flavor, and we're just going to talk about what we need. Patty is a life coach helping women discover their strengths, gifts, and talents, let me say that again. So clearly she is someone who will tell you you have spinach in your teeth, help straighten your crown, and when we get in a little bit of a funk, might tell you what you already know or give you some tools to dig yourself out. We've got lots to talk about. Here's why I want I want to find out what is the push behind it. She became a coach, a life coach. She's a lot of different coaches for a reason. In addition to what's that? Yes, there's more. A fellow podcaster. So her podcast is called the Listen Bella Podcast. It is a podcast dedicated to Latina women who are recovering from a sudden, unwanted loss slash life change. Heavy duty can be. You think you're alone? guess what, you're not. So we welcome her. She's coming to us from Texas, where she lives with the hub, some kids, a mother, a dog, you name it. With that, I say thank you, thank you, thank you, Patty, for being here, and welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Stephanie. I am enjoying myself already. <laughs> we t- we spoke briefly <laughs> for a little bit, and I said we are bringing the adobo, the sazon, sofrito, whatever you want to throw in there. We today. are
0: bringing it. The house is, it's going to just smell, so they, they're going to smell it from the curb like they do on Sundays when we're cooking.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's open up that lid. Let's open up that pot. You smell, <laughs> you smell the gandules.
0: Uh-huh. You smell the There you uh-huh. go. <laughs> so we always start with tell us about you. Anywhere you'd love to start.
1: Uh, first of all, thank you. I am a life coach, a Christian mama, and wife. Mm-hmm. I am a life coach helping women, specifically. My heart is with Latina women. Shared experiences. I am a mental health advocate. I love salsa on my tacos and in my playlist. So I just, I enjoy the emerging, the, my love for mental health, my love for my culture. I am Guatemalan. I was born in Guatemala and I was raised there until I was eight years old and grew up in Los Angeles. So that I definitely have a lot of the whole Mexican culture influence. I didn't make marry into a Mexican-American family. So mm-hmm. I just feel very much at home. And I just love, like I said, merging both my loves of mental health And my love for people and helping women. The way our podcast came about was really an homage to my father Mm -hmm. uh, who passed away several years ago And he was always that voice growing up. He was that life coach for me. Growing mm. up and telling me "Tu puedes," yes, you can. Mm-hmm. You know, put on some lipstick and go out there. Mm. Píntate un poquito. Your be- biggest mejora. cheerleader, sure, yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely.
1: Yeah. So when I lost him, I really felt that void of that coach in my life. And I figure mm-hmm. how many women go through sudden changes the way I did. I was pregnant at the time, and mm. uh, just it was my first baby, and he was looking forward to it. He was looking forward to coming to my house and cooking my favorite dish, uh, mm-hmm. um, what I was craving at the time, which was los tostadas with salsa and atole. Mm-hmm. And He was going to do mm-hmm. the whole chucking thing for me and it never came about. So I really miss him. And out of that came that love for to reach to women and to reach out to women and to share his legacy, the love that he imparted in me, always coaching me and motivating me and being that one voice to help me uh, stay focused, stay on track, and also reach my goals. And I wanted the podcast really to encapsulate that and be that for other women who may not have that in their lives anymore or Mm -hmm. never really had that in their lives to begin with. So it's my part
0: to honor my dad in that way. Love that. So funny, parallel, perhaps, not sure, but... It took me 36 years to act on my thing. But ironically, my cheerleader was my mother, who died suddenly when I was pregnant with my first 36 years ago. So there I was again. You know, I used the term motherless mother, which Mm -hmm. was a great book that helped me uh, heal, written by Hope Edelman. But realizing not in the beginning but as I went on and, and grew the family and such of the, the cheerleader of, you know, like just channeling what you heard your whole life, even mm-hmm. though you're, they're not here on the phone in front of you, but they're here and you still, mm-hmm. they're still always with you and always pushing. And, and it's great to see that.
1: And I'm so glad you can relate to that. I mean, it is Yes, yeah, it's funny because sometimes it, there is, we are allowed to be funny in grief. Grief comes in all shapes and sizes in all stages of our lives. And just when we think I'm good, we're not. Yep. So that's the whole part of it. And I also wanted to focus on that on my podcast to make sure to really dive into dissecting what grief is, what it can look like. And it just looks differently for, for anybody, but at the vein of it, it really is. Is that feeling sometimes a feeling left behind or sometimes feeling angry or it can be sometimes feeling left alone, motherless, fatherless, particularly mm-hmm. holidays, special days, yeah. births of children. Everything and is, is, yeah, apart. life
0: becomes so bittersweet and, you know, let's go cheated. Okay, definitely yeah. cheated out of this. And who really, you had the relationship, you had it, your kids got cheated. Your kids didn't yeah. get to see what made you who you are.
1: Yes, I do. There are times that I definitely do feel cheated, and we do feel cheated when we miss our loved ones, course, particularly our parents. We, we mm-hmm. do feel cheated, like we feel jipped. Mm-hmm. And I say that a lot. I just feel jipped mm-hmm. today because my kids didn't get to meet their funny, yeah. silly yeah. grandpa.
0: Yeah. But in a
1: funny way, I see him in my children. I see his silliness. I see so true. his love mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. certain love for the arts, love for math. And I'm able to see that even though my kids are very young. Sometimes they do things that very much reminds me of my dad.
0: So mine are flip side, Um, you know, checkered flag. As far as raising their wonderful <laughs> adults, 2.0, they're killing it at life. But yeah, growing up, you do see a lot of the signs and be like, "Oh my God!" That, and my mother's name was Gilder, and I'm like, "That was so Gilder. That's <laughs> interesting. That was." But it didn't come without. Holidays got a little better with. But any milestone that we were celebrating mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. I would always have to have by time, like <sighs> another one, another one, another one, knowing that yeah, she's here, she sees, but yeah.
1: Thank you for sharing that, because I think a lot of people can really connect to that, that sometimes grief just hits us in the hardest, our our grief can felt the hardest or most intensely when we hit those milestones, when we launch our podcast, when we Mm -hmm. get our first client, when... Our kids graduate, or whatever. And mine, mine are still little, mm-hmm. but we had kindergarten and graduation, mm-hmm. and I just, I, I just wish. And sometimes you forget because you, you, you want to pick up the phone and you want to say, "Hey, mom," or "Hey, dad," and mm-hmm. there is no one at the on the other end, so you're left with those emotions, and they have you have to do something with them. Right. You they have to go somewhere. So you do need that downtime, and you need that alone time.
0: Right. It looks differently for everybody. It, people wear it very, very differently. And there's no right way. There's Mm -hmm. no right way. There's no right timeline. I always talk about anybody who, you know, sits on the mountain of judgment and who are these sketchy mix? You know, who are these mcjudgers? Who are they? Nobody Mm -hmm. can tell you because it's your, it's your heart. It's your feeling. It's your space. It's your, it's yours.
1: Yeah, I really try to steer away from the shoulds in life. Oh,
0: yes, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the,
1: the shoulds are really the uh-huh. the only one is should not because the shoulds of uh, how we grieve, when we should grieve, how long we should grieve, what that must look like. Daddy wouldn't have liked that. Daddy wouldn't have like this. In my case, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I have three sisters and sometimes we it, it, that that topic can come up. Daddy wouldn't have not approved. Well, Daddy's not here anymore. And having to have that conversation of well he's not here anymore and we don't know we don't know that we don't know if he would have been okay or if we would have not we would have been okay but what we do know is that he would have loved regardless and that's what we stick to the the essence of who that person was and what they represented whether in a specific case or not a specific situation if it, it's hard to predict. Because we, we're human beings. We evolve every five to seven years. There's a huge change in our lives, a huge shift uh, on average. So mm-hmm. to say uh, he or she would have done it so-and-so this way or that way. And culturally, right? How long we should wear black or if we should wear black or not? Mm-hmm. If we should be quiet or if we should be loud or- Well, the no la- or
0: or, you know, <laughs> or laugh or laugh yeah. or, you know, go into live again type celebrate- there's many uh, cultural do's and don'ts, unwritten lists, but I find there's no right or wrong. It's like just what feels fine. And there are times and my mother came, I had a lot of DTs and um, she had uh, mm-hmm. five sisters and two brothers. And so as they started to, my mother died young, mm-hmm. but her siblings, obviously the youngest is, is still with us. So as we are sitting, you know, at a wake or whatever, we're laughing. We are only because we're telling the stories and keeping the memory of that person alive. And more importantly for me, talk about them and say their name, say their name. Mm -hmm. And in the beginning, I know it's very, very hard. And a lot of people, that's part of their healing process yeah, you're going to cry if you say their name. I get it. It's okay. Let's say their name and just always remember, oh, that reminds me of when he used to do this or when she used to do that. And, and it does personally, it brings comfort to the left.
1: Yes. And there does come a point where it does bring comfort. In the beginning, it may be very difficult for some Correct. people. It may feel like a taboo. We don't, we don't say that, or we just don't bring that up. We're having such a good time. Why do you have to be such a Debbie Downer and bring that up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's like you said. It, people's journeys are different. Their ways to, to grieve are different. They're laid out differently, and it's interesting as. The more time passes by and the more we process in my family, my father's absence, he was like he was the ultimate patriarch, not only mm-hmm. in our family, immediate family, but it was a in family the extended. Of, mm-hmm. in the extended family as well. Everybody mm-hmm. knew if you had a problem. Mm-hmm. He right. will go ahead and fix it for you or find someone who will. And he was just the go-to person. He was the he was the family coach. So filling mm-hmm. in those shoes, and not anybody is going to be able to come and fill in those shoes. And everyone's identity changed after he he departed and he left us. And even in the words that we say, he left us. We you know because it can very much feel like abandonment too. So, and just in the words that we say and mm-hmm. how we process it, and the and the things that we do and say and practice, uh, mm-hmm. there's some comfort within our family is as, as to. How do we now celebrate holidays? How do we now, whose house do we go to? My dad's was the go-to place. Where does everyone sit? These little intimacies mm. that come along with adjusting with someone um, no, no longer with us and finding that identity. And particularly for my mom, well, her life turned upside down more than anybody else's. We're all sure. married with kids. And mm-hmm. what is that going to look like for her? And how mm-hmm. can we, be of support to her in this new journey as well, while still grieving
0: ourselves. Correct. Everybody has a loss. We think it's just, I lost my dad. I lost my pillar. I lo-, and she lost her partner and she lost yeah. her husband. And we really forget to not so much walk in their shoes, but everybody's heart is broken. And it's so difficult to empathize while you're heartbroken. It's really tough, and,
1: and I really give my mom so much credit mm-hmm. for being so strong. They were married 34 years, mm-hmm. and he passed just as shy of, I think, a year into retirement or uh, nearly, nearly close to retirement. So talk yeah. about feeling gypped. Yeah, know, no, said, for sure. This, this yeah. was not the way my life is supposed to turn out at this age. Not and what her, we signed just, up for, correct. That's exa- Those were exactly her words. I didn't sign up for this. This was for wasn't that. the plan. Correct. And so um, being able having and I didn't sign up for my children not to know their grandfather and but more so for her. So I just give her I always see her as my my example of how to just push forward and adjust mm-hmm. and roll with mm-hmm. the punches and the changes mm-hmm. because she's been able to do that seamlessly. She loves, of course, loves and misses my dad, but she is just so strong to me. And if I ever saw my mom kind of shine and be strong, I think it was a and after his loss.
0: So interesting. So we we had, again, something similar when my father-in-law passed and he passed before we were married. So my mother was alive when we were married, but then she died shortly after that too. So with two big losses, um, mm. how and we start a family? And then it's, what do we do? Like we, at the time we had the youngest kids and at first we would do and go to his, my brother-in-law's house because their kids were older. And that's what my mother-in-law, wah, wah, wah. but you know, after like three Christmases of my little girls crying on Christmas day, cause they didn't like, come on, finish my toys. We got to hurry up and go. And after that, I'm like, we're not going anywhere on Christmas day. It's our day. These are my kids. They're small. We're going to sit. We're going to play. We're going to have a pajama day Because, you know, we'll celebrate on Christmas Eve and now our Christmas Eve is amazing. And to this day, we still have Pajama Day on Christmas Day. We don't even get dressed. We don't leave the house. It's such a gift that you can give to them of we don't have to. We don't have to. Very different from no. that I'm saying out loud, they don't go to church on they've never gone to church on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. When they were small, we used to go to church every other Sunday. It was okay. It was fine. It's just little things, but also when you say finding the space. So we would always do Sunday dinners. Mm -hmm. And obviously, my mother-in-law would take her spot, matriarch, let's go. That's Mm -hmm. not a problem. When we lost her a few years ago, I was just saying a couple of episodes back, like, how did I become the matriarch, like now I'm the next, (laughs) I'm like, wow, did that, I never thought I would be, but here I am, the next one to take the spot. It Mm. kind of just evolves without overthinking.
1: Yes, it does. There's just something that when we talk about resilience, the ability to press on during tough situations, during difficulties in life, that as a family, you shine because you're able to slowly give yourself that time and that space and find your space. And before you know it, you're like, oh, wow, I now I'm in that position. And wow, I wonder what it must have felt like for, for her, because this is the way I'm experiencing it. And it's such a beautiful thing because you also have that connection still, that connection mm-hmm. of that position. And I don't know any other way to put it, but kind of the holiness of that space, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. honor and the respect. Of that space and to be able to appreciate that and have that in it, and in a little bit, keep a little piece of them too. It's so wonderful when a family is able to do that in their time, evolving naturally, not pushed. We don't always get it perfect, but that's how we get there by trying.
0: There's no right or wrong. We have another thing that we do, and that is we gather, but we call them non parties because. Like, yeah, you know, we're going to celebrate if it's something big, but we don't need a reason. So, when we would have our Sunday dinners or what have you, if we did something on a Saturday or an off whatever, everyone would be like, Is there a party? I'm like, Oh, no, non party. No, no, we're just <laughs> gathering. Well, there's something to celebrate because we're gathering, but it's a non party, but we just want to be together.
1: Mm, and I love that term, non-party. Non-party. That just kind of takes mm-hmm. so much pressure mm-hmm. off, and mm-hmm. it makes me want to take off my shoes. Non-party. On some sweats, and Come non-party. on over. Non-party. <laughs> That's Party. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: yeah, they're fun to have. So I'm um, gathering, and I don't know if I'm correct, that you had, a, obviously, a very good role model, when you said that if your father couldn't solve it, nobody could. And obviously he solved a lot of problems. And in that role, is that what made you want to also go into, let's say the coaching, the life coaching? And how did you find yourself there? It is tied into my dad. Mm -hmm. I suffered a very big
1: disappointment in my 20s. Mm-hmm. It was a loss of, a, of identity, of a relationship, mm-hmm. just a, a bunch of little things, that big things at the time for me. I was in my sure. mid-20s mm-hmm. that were just, um, it was very hard for me to handle. And I fell into a deep, deep, deep depression. And my dad was the one person who was able to get me out of bed and it fed me, spoon fed me and encouraged me. And he just kind of, he was there for me and when I was able to come out of that, we, I worked with him for a few years. And then when I said, you know, when I felt like I was ready to finally move on, I guess, mm-hmm, you know, to mm-hmm. towards the next phase of my life, I said, I'm really, and doing my own work. Because also through, during that time, I did go to therapy and, mm-hmm. and I had great therapists. Mm-hmm. And I do say plural, because I did go to different therapists during yep. different phases of my life. It's nothing yep it doesn't make you a crazy person. It doesn't, they're make not, you they're not one and <laughs> done.
0: They're not one and done. No. And they're not shoes that you're going to get on sale that has to fit yes. so comfortably because that's the person you're trusting and that's the safety net. And when it stops serving for that point, cause you're growing, it's all part of the evolution. Really, yeah, I mean, we don't, yeah. All, we don't go to a pediatrician
1: for the rest of our lives. We don't. We go to our pediatrician, then we have a family doctor, then we have a specialist as we get mm-hmm. older, as things mm-hmm. start changing. We have specialists for, for certain things and it's the same thing with therapy therapy, it's not always going to be you marry that therapist uh, in, in that in that client relationship. Correct. So also mm-hmm. um, I had several therapists that helped me through my healing and, and uh, re- reconnected me to my support system, which at the time was very much my family, my extended family, my church family, my spirituality. And then I said, you know what? I remember her name was Vala. I said, Vala, this is a pretty whole gig you got going on here you Mm were wearing your house it doesn't really feel I'm not laying on a couch I I, you're not having me interpreting ink blocks on a paper Mm -hmm. we're just Mm -hmm. having conversation and I'm feeling much better how do I do that and Mm. she said okay let me show you and is that really what you want and I said yes so I decided to go back to school I entered a master's program in psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy So I completed that program. And then shortly after I became pregnant, (laughs) once I completed (laughs) it, and then my roles changed again, I said, okay, we're gonna have to put that idea on the back burner, because now we have babies to raise. And once we feel once they don't need me as much, then I will eventually go back to the or, or merge, merge my two loves. And then um, the idea of coaching came along. I explored it. I, I researched it. I sought out to different people. God, I think, provided people along the way to help me as he, uh, does. And mm-hmm. as he does. And it was mm-hmm. just really ordained. And I am a true believer that when it's God ordained, it's going to be a little seamless, a little easy, not problem free, but it will be easier than trying to force something. Things just automatically flow. God puts people and things into place. And this is where I find myself now is is, is, is with the opportunity to still be able to be mom and also still help people in the area that I love to help and helping them reach their goals, find their talents, rediscover their gifts, just like people have done for me along the way since I was born because I had my dad.
0: I love that story and not unusual either. That's why I always, and, mm-hmm. and we've obviously talked to, I love life coaching. I was the benefactor of wonderful therapist group uh, therapy. Some of these girls are my closest friends. They were strangers. We just did the math. Let me see 14 years ago. Yeah. Cause the last group of kids are actually graduating high school and they were three at the time. Like it's it's crazy. It's absolutely (laughs) crazy. But you learn so much. You get so much, so many what we used to call tools for your toolbox. And just when you said it was slash wasn't easy, it gives you the ability to nothing is easy, but it doesn't have to be hard. And yeah. so when you're, I'll say, tuned in and drawing on be it your faith and what you've learned and you realize what's before you, like what you're really looking at with your eyes, you'd be like, you could either be like, fuck this, man, I am going through this. I don't care if that brick wall just appeared out of nowhere. I'm scaling, I'm going. Or you could be like, wow, huh? that's interesting maybe I should go around. Maybe now's not (laughs) the the right time. You know, is there a rope somewhere I could? So it really makes you, as you learn and develop a little, lets you take pause to really digest, am I really seeing this? Or you're like, oh, wait a second. I know something better. I get it. The world is not conspiring against me. It's working for me.
1: Right. And in my case, it wasn't like the skies parted and everything just mm-hmm. kind of magically mm-hmm. happened. That is not the way it, it works, no. or at least it, was, it wasn't the way it worked for me. But there's a you part. There's a you, definitely a you part in following what the path that has been set before you, the possibilities. Mm-hmm. And you just go and there's only one way to find out is to go through it and try. Then you say, okay, well, that that wasn't for me or that mm-hmm. that's not for me right now. Right. And now, to be able uh-huh. to and to be able to backpedal and then take a different way or they, or you and like you said, go over or go under, or I wonder if I just need to turn my back on this wall altogether. and Just start all over. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with starting all over because you never truly start from zero. You there are tools, there are experiences, there are The challenges that you've overcome, Mm -hmm. problem solving that you've learned, that you just take on to the next journey. So it's not starting from zero. Starting over does not mean starting from zero.
0: So I'll tell you a funny story about going through a brick wall. It was March, 2021. So Mm -hmm. COVID, and I'm located in New York. And this is when the shots were just coming out. I had one dose. My husband had just gotten his second dose and my dad, who will actually be 89 uh, in two weeks, and he lives in Puerto Rico and he was ill and mm-hmm. his wife called me crying at like five thirty in the morning. Never good. And she said, you know, if you want to talk to your dad or see your dad, now's mm-hmm. the time. Now I talk to my father every week we have not left anything unsaid Mm -hmm. i know for a fact that he would not want me there if he Mm -hmm. was sick dying absolutely not and he has said it in no uncertain terms so i'm fully aware of this but i decide Mm -hmm. i have to go to puerto rico i have to go to puerto rico i have to go like crazy woman i have to go to puerto rico also at a time where there's hardly any flights anywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. I start to look for flights. It started at six in the morning. I start to look for flights. I can't even see on the computer. I'm just, I'm blind. I'm just like, just hysterical because it's my mind fighting. It's Stephanie, you know, he doesn't want you there, but no, this is, you know, something inside of me is telling me I have to go. I have to go. And then like, he's going to be pissed if, he, if you show up, <laughs> well, he is not going to be happy. So this goes on. I can't even see the computer. Finally, I'm looking. I'm like, oh, COVID restrictions. Let me see. So, okay, Puerto Rico requires a negative PCR within, I think, seven days to get in. I'm Mm -hmm. like, huh, okay." how am I going to get a fast PCR? Because PCRs were still taking five to seven Mm -hmm. days at the time. I was getting tested every two weeks because I work outside of the house, but I had my first shot, so I stopped testing. I find this place by the airport. They do a, what's called the travel PCR. You go there, and they'll give you results in ten hours. We drive, we drive, we get our tests. We come back. There's not one rental car to be had on the island of mm-hmm. Puerto Rico. He lives on the other side. Like, how am I even going to get there? They have an eight mm-hmm. o'clock curfew. Like every
1: oh wow brick
0: wall, brick wall. Uh- If I was running into the brick wall, I'd be bloodied blood. I wouldn't have teeth left. I kept running into it knowing I'm hitting it. Here's Mm. a red flag. You're not going, Stephanie. You're not going, Stephanie. You're not going, Stephanie. Stephanie's going. No, no. Get out of my way. I buy the tickets. I arrange for the, we couldn't even park the car. I didn't care. I would have left it running on the road while I'm catching a plane. Wake up in the morning to catch our flight that, Again, not really sure how I'm even going to get to my father's house. And I opened my email with my results, which I had been testing all along. I'm used to seeing the word negative. Okay, Mm -hmm. of course I'm negative. Of course I'm negative. Laying in bed, I wasn't even going to open it. I was just going to upload it to the portal, but I did. And then I couldn't register the word I was seeing. Uh. I'm like, what does this mean? And all of a sudden it says positive. I feel fine. Positive. Mm -hmm. So I look at my husband next to me. I'm like, did you open your email? He's like, yeah. I said, what does yours say? He goes, it says negative. I'm like, oh my God, get your shit. Get out of this room. How are you? We have suitcases Mm -hmm. packed. I'm like, grab your stuff. Get out. It says I'm positive. Oh my God. Now I can't go. Mm -hmm. What's that Stephanie? Oh, remember he didn't want you there. So then it was, oh, I can't go, mm-hmm. and I didn't go. Oh, and he started to feel better that day. So <laughs> it was just <laughs> that day. I mean, clear. I can tell you how I was so out of my body, out of my mind, and out of my body, and knowing, knowing, and I know, and I, every step I took, and like he doesn't want you there. He mm-hmm. doesn't want you there. Sometimes just things work themselves out and we are stressing and forcing
1: things yes. and with the yeah. best of intentions, of the course. best of intentions, because of um, who doesn't want to be with their father, right? And, and forcing something that it just, it didn't feel right. Your gut instincts in the beginning oh, said it it, it, absolutely. it didn't feel right. And in the end, they just worked themselves out. So yes, sometimes things can be easy, hard and hard, easy. Correct. Yeah. And, now that one, that low, one, and, and, and sometimes
0: wall. you can be a very stubborn bull as I am. Sometimes <laughs> I hate hearing the word no. Try saying mm-hmm. no to me and see what my reaction is. It'll be, mm-hmm. I'll show you. I was in oh, that my, mode. Minus uh, you can't.
1: <laughs> you can't do that. If someone tells me you can't do that. Oh, I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's don't just say that a, to me.
0: <laughs> exactly. Just it's a double down, and and it's and sometimes I don't know people might get injured. I'm not sure, but it's so interesting to have the awareness, and I think that's the benefit of therapy of working uh. with either somebody or or a coach, where it really just uh, broadens your thought process. And it kind of really gets you out of your head. So instead of you thinking, it's all about me, let's just look at this and say, oh, this is here for a reason. And when you introduce, I'll say curiosity, like, huh? Oh, absolutely.
1: That is the number one rule in the mental health field is to stay curious, to stay curious about the person who is right across from you. Because we all have blinders, we all have blinders and and we all have our assumptions. But when we remain curious about the Mm -hmm. people that we serve, the people that we work with, the person telling their story, when we remain curious, then it just, it allows for things to unfold naturally and for them to be able to really step back and look at things objectively Mm And one of the biggest misconceptions about working with someone in the mental health field or working with a coach is, oh, you're going to tell me what to do. You're going to tell me how to fix it. No, uh, you're going to be offered tools, definitely tools. And guess what? Just because the hammer worked for you this time, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you for this time again. So here's a different tool. Try something else, and that's basically when you work with people: is you're offering them different tools, and that didn't work. Okay, great. That's there's it's nobody's fault. Let's try a different tool, and let's see how that will work. If that worked that time, let's see why it worked that time, and let's see how if it can work this time, and if it can't, maybe it's time for a you know for an upgrade. Maybe it's time for a drill instead of a screwdriver.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely a lot of ways to skin the cat, and. That's the nice thing about life, you know, it's options. What may have worked yesterday, and then you go back to that because, hey, that worked yesterday, and then you're like, huh, how come this didn't, okay, well, let's try a different approach. So your clients, in person, online, who do you work right with?
1: Right now, it, um, they are online exclusively. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're online exclusively. I love working in this format. I think since COVID, it just brought up so many uh, possibilities for so many people to be able to remain curious. I wonder what coaching is. And I don't have to go to someone's office. Mm. I don't have to drive there. I don't have right. to risk taking tests right. or mm-hmm. what have you, but I can just click, click on, on my phone and then um, just meet that person and see what it's about. So stay curious. What is it that you offer? This is the way I've been feeling. And what I feel with clients, especially working uh, virtually, is just the ease, the flexibility of the schedule. Hey, I had my child sick today. Sorry, I'm going to have to cancel. No problem. Later, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, next week. And there's that flexibility. So it takes that pressure off. Of like, well, you didn't come into our office today. So there's a $25 fee because you didn't come into our office today.
0: Right. And and even like kind of when we're recording now, and I always say, we have the same 24 hours. Everybody's got the same 24 yes. hours in the day, yes. you know, and it's really choices, what you choose to do with it. And pre-COVID, I would and I work outside of the house, I work a, a nine to five, I, I have a long commute Monday through Friday. And when I started podcasting, I'm still working, but I will carve my time again. Here we are like it's you know nighttime. That's great. If I had to go in late, I can. I have some flexibility in that respect because it's important to me and I want to make sure my episodes come out weekly and not miss one. I used to go to the gym at four in the morning because that would be like the only time I could go in before I can't go after work. I'm too tired from the drive. But since covid and gyms closed and well, P.S., you know, three years later, I'm like, all right, I'm working out, but not working out. So (laughs) I, I actually joined the gym again. And Mm -hmm. now I'm just going to go at lunch because there's, there's a location right by my office. And I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I can go at lunch. I could do a half hour. I can sit in the massage chair. I can take a shower. Let's try it. That's my carve now because the four in the morning that I used to do three years ago, this body's not doing now. It's, (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. not my clock isn't there anymore, but I still want to. You can choose, and I love the flexibility of, yes, sit in the car, put your phone on while you're probably maybe dropping some kids off or waiting to pick Mm -hmm. up a dance or whatever on a lunch hour at work. It really, I think, really would work for so many people, and especially we're still in Pandemic, we still mm-hmm. have this, and it really came to the forefront: the mental health struggle of people. Yeah.
1: Yes, I was just discussing that with my sister this morning. I talk to her every morning, and mm-hmm. you know, we kind of do a, "What's our status today? Mm-hmm. What, what mm-hmm. are we expecting today?" And one of the things that we're talking about is it, it's been very a very traumatic experience to all of us as a whole. We've all lost people. Mm-hmm due to COVID. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anybody that I know. That's untouched.
0: That, know. That's
1: untouched. And mm-hmm. um, in our own family, we, we lost two. And mm-hmm. it was a husband and wife. And they're mm-hmm. uh, very, very much missed. And there was so much um, that they, they, when we lost them, it was at the end of 2020, I believe. Mm-hmm. So there was just so much that we didn't know. And how do we deal with that? Right? How do we deal that close? How do we deal that knowing the things that we know now and the coulda, woulda, shoulda that you hear within among the family or again, when we've lost someone deeply and we have, we go through that guilt of what could we have done differently? If only I would have answered the phone call, if only I would have done this and that. And as a society, we are very much dealing as a world and it's not just the U.S. It's worldwide. So many people are dealing with grief because we've all lost someone. uh, We've all lost Uh, We've all had a loss, a loss of maybe a job or a. I was going to say, someone or something,
0: or or life, like in any loss, it's life as you knew it. And then something has to become the new normal, like it or not. Mm -hmm. It's the old and the new, and new is change, and new is unknown, and new is scary. And
1: as a world, we're all still kind of still functioning under this PTSD, mm-hmm. this post-traumatic stress, mm-hmm. um, because it was it, it is very much real. We did lose people that we love. And how do we move forward? And then we're supposed to just, OK, let's all switch virtual, remotely. This is life now. And I'm thinking in my head, no, wait a minute. We still have to go back to these people and that are as a society, as a world that are dealing with grief. It wasn't just, uh, for me, it wasn't, uh, of course, the, my experience with mm-hmm. grief was with my dad. But mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine losing my dad uh, in a uh, during a pandemic or right. not being able that, to touch correct. him, not being able to correct. do so many things that so many people were not able to do. Correct. And, and holding that and mm-hmm. having to hold that and, and walk around with that. And it's very moving and very sad. And I think there's just so many people that need healing And that need to be heard and that need to process everything that has transpired during the past three years.
0: And the good news is, and there are, you know, a lot of other coaches out there and and therapies offered that are online. So you don't have to find your local whatever. You can just do a Google search and just start looking. And with that in mind, but before we get there, we're going to come back to that. So we spoke before we hit record about names. (laughs) And you shared with me that your maiden name is? It is Martinez, just like (laughs) yours. So how funny. So the Martinez girls are talking. Wonderful. And- as much as I would love to think I'm a one of a kind, I know there are many Stephanie Martinez's out there, as well as Stephanie Rivera's other other aliases I use. And you have one in your family? We have
1: our very own special Stephanie Martinez, a cousin very dear to my heart and very uh, young, beautiful, talented. Just this girl is just amazing. Her family suffered a loss. Right before the pandemic officially began, um, uh, she lost her brother, Joshua Martinez, to a sarcoma, and he was only 14 years old. And oh. so her family is very special to me. And a lot of what I do in discussing grief is also with them in mind as well, because those were the three. Aside from my father, those were the my uncle and my auntie who passed away. But Joshua's passing was after my dad's. It was the, the big mm-hmm. loss in the family after my dad's and um, he was just a child wonderful wonderful twin he was a twin oh. and just dealing with all the complexities it's another family that I very much admire because they are so united and so strong and they've been able to maneuver grief as best as one can in those circumstances
0: I think I know the answer to this. And again, we stress that there's no right or wrong. There's no right or wrong answer. There's no right or wrong timeline. There's no right or wrong way to express. But I'll just say from my point, and I would be very interested in in your uh, experience as well, your faith really Mm. plays a lot in a time of loss. And some people look a little stronger to others, or gee, how does she go on? And I think if you ask a lot of people, you said it from in the beginning, how important your faith is to you. And what's been your experience with that? My faith
1: is everything to me. And I'm very clear about differentiating from religion, because it's Mm not religion that Mm -hmm. I trust in. I trust in God, I trust in Jesus. And it's very much my faith and that keeps me going, that keeps my family going, that has kept my family going. Uh, We're not all Baptist or Pentecostal Christians in my family. We all believe in God, but we are a very faithful family and faith has been a very strong pillar in our family. And my dad was, I remember when my dad, when we were very young, before I even learned how to read, I think my dad always took out the Bible and read the Bible to us. We were raised Catholic, but my dad didn't wait for us to be read the Bible in church. He read the Bible at home and he explained the Bible stories as best as he could. And as I grew older, I had actually a Puerto Rican neighbor who introduced mm-hmm. me to uh, Christianity that I was not mm-hmm. aware of that was mm-hmm. out there and having a relationship with God having a relationship with Jesus and finding that joy and that it, Jesus was loved me individually and mm-hmm. holy and knew me. And at ten years old, just coming to find that it was just huge for me. And so I think when it comes to my faith, even during the times when in my mid twenties, when I was suicidal, when I thought about taking those pills, I sat mm-hmm. down and I, I waited till everybody was gone, and I said, "Okay, this is it. That's this. This is going to happen." And I said, "Before I do that, I, and I talked to God, and I said, mm-hmm. not having been." a church goer at the time or anything like mm-hmm. that. And I said, I said, God, if you really are who you say you are, mm-hmm. you're going to show me. And we have that arrogance, right?
0: Of course, <laughs> of course. Me. Prove yourself, Prove my yourself. friend. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Prove
1: yourself. And I said, I'm going to turn on this TV. And we test God. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is just so bo- arrogant. <laughs> arrogance. And yes, just, you were bouncy. You were okay. Uh-huh. And, I, and I turned this TV on, and it was one of those TVN programs which nobody watched in my house at the time. So I have no explanation why that came on the TV, and it just and it was a mom saying, "If you are a young person thinking about uh, committing suicide, please think of your mom." As a mom who I lost my son. Please think of my mom and I dialed the little number at the bottom and another person who did not know me prayed with me and she told me you will come out of this and God has so many promises that yet to fulfill mm. please don't think this is the end and she prayed with me and I just cried for maybe about two more days after that because I thought that all my dreams the the life that I had planned at that time that it was never going to pass. Who was going to want me now? And you're thinking, 25, girl, mm-hmm, get up. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you're silly. Yeah. And it took a, a lot of work, but it was my faith. And the first place I turned to because I didn't know about therapy, I didn't know about coaching, I didn't sure. know about any, any of mm-hmm. this stuff. I turned to church. I said, that's the only place where I ever remember feeling good, regardless of what I looked like or regardless of what mm-hmm. was going on in my life. That's where I felt accepted. And that's kind of where I ran to. And the person... Her name is Brunilda Rodriguez. She's the one who introduced me, the the neighbor, the Puerto Rican Uh neighbor uh when I was 10 years old. Well, her son, her eldest son had now become a pastor and I didn't know it. (laughs) And he went on to become my pastor. We served together in ministry for over 10 years. And I just got deeper and deeper into my faith and built that toolbox again of who am I? Who is this person? What gifts does she have? What gifts has God? And I just started discovering that I like to talk <laughs> and I like to talk in front of people and I mm-hmm. like to study and I like to encourage people and then so I just got this really kind of reintroduction to myself and I said oh mm. this is what hello I, friend
0: Hi. I know you, <laughs> you know yeah. and that's where
1: like Hola, bella, you know yeah that's, I love it and that runs through everything in my life is my relationship with God my relationship with Jesus and Literally, it was it was a lifeline for me. It was a matter of life or death for me, and he was there for me, like he had been there when I was ten years old. Still there, and wow. um, and I say this a lot that uh, you know my relationship with my father very much mirrors my relationship with my heavenly father. So mm. even though I don't have my dad with me, I have my heavenly father who still provides that through his word, through the Bible, through prayer, still provides that encouragement and those words of keep going, you can do this. You've got this, you're beautiful, you're talented, you're gifted. Look at your children, look at your life, look at your marriage and uh, things aren't perfect, but look at what beautiful gifts you thought you Mm -hmm. weren't going to have and Mm -hmm. you have them. So it's just that much more appreciative.
0: Love, love Mm -hmm. that. I mean, the hardest thing when we do experience loss, it's the physical. We want that person. We want to be able to see, touch and feel that person regardless in any shape. And it does take a while as part of the journey. And I say the word healing journey. And, and I don't want people to, to think that one day, listen, time <laughs> heals all. It sucks. No. It still sucks <laughs> after all these years. But it's how you not how you deal with it. It's just it's how, how you cope. You, you're right. It's, it's how, how you, you do. And and for me, I know my mother honestly is with me every day. I call on her and other departed angels every mm-hmm. single day, like, you know, help a sister out. And I ask, here's what I need today. Here mm-hmm. is what I need today. And I will give them a little shopping list because I need your help now. And then I, again, really? no judgment. Were they busy that day? I'm not sure. <laughs> but if I really look back and be like, they deliver. Again, it's not always in my very specific this that and the other and this is how in my head I am gonna to expect to see it because it just may come in a very different form. So I Absolutely. always ask and then I'm very very open and excited to see the result because yeah. yes and you it's and usually better. Okay you release, you release. Yeah.
1: You release yes. that worry you release that problem it's no longer it's not for me to carry it's for you to carry. And you know how to carry it, and that's
0: because, (laughs) and that's what they do, my friend. That and that's and that's why they were here, and they're serving more in another place. As humans, we can only do so much, and let them do their I call their angelic spiritual work, where they can really get to work.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly the same way I feel about my faith. And I feel like, yeah, when I pray, I say, Lord, this is what I need. I know you know what I need better Mm -hmm. than me, but this is how I'm feeling right now. So please help me release Release that to you. And I know that you already know the way this is going Mm -hmm. to end. You already know the Mm -hmm. way the story goes or how it's going to evolve. Or what it's going to turn into. I just have my earthly eyes. So I don't have your heavenly eyes. I have my earthly eyes. So it's very limited. But I trust you that you, in your almightiness, in your throne, in your sovereignty, you're able to see what I can't. And I trust you. And I just mm-hmm. like, you know, you you, um, you trust your mom when you're little and you're oh. like, okay, mom, yeah. and me, we, we know course. we take it. We take them at their word because mommy knows best. Okay, mommy, you know best. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I feel
0: about my heavenly father. Okay, daddy,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: heavenly daddy, you know best. I always say, just remember the good times because there were. And you know, for me, it's a little bit different. And this is how grief kind Mm -hmm. of plays differently because I Mm -hmm. do remember the good times,
1: but I remember the bad times. I remember the bad times a lot because I remember how we overcame them together as a family. You know, being a first generation, just coming from a different country, having mm-hmm. nothing, sometimes mm-hmm. not having anything to eat at all, not having mm-hmm. a bed, sleeping on the mm-hmm. floor, wondering how things were going to get paid. When I remember my dad always came home with that one quarter and he'd spend that one quarter and playing video games with me and my sister. And that mm. was what we looked forward to every day. And sometimes he didn't even have a quarter or he would he would only have one. And so we say, okay, your daddy, your turn. He said, oh no, I just, this is just for you guys today. I'm tired. And that was probably the only quarter he had that day. So it's mm. those tough times that it just makes me appreciate that much. Love, even more.
0: love, love. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> right. Where my friend, are we going to find you? Because I know people are going to want to seek you out to hear a little more. Oh, thank you. Well, you can, uh, people can find me on
1: the Listen Bea podcast. It is on Amazon Music, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all your major, um, major podcasting your platforms. Yes. Yeah. And then also on Instagram, I am on Instagram at Coach Patty Cuevas and my website, which is really long, but if you look at the show notes and go to my other social media platforms, you'll be able to find my website there as well.
0: So we will definitely check her out on that and I definitely challenge everybody to check out the podcast. It's so important. Give it a download, give her the five stars. The numbers <laughs> count. They count whoever whoever the number keepers are. We don't really know who they are, but it's just it's important and you know, especially when you're in it for the long game and our voices need to be heard. Yes, they
1: do. And
0: not just mine, but all of our voices. All they of, of to, our voices. Exactly. All of our not, voices. Oh, God, not just mine. People are tired. <laughs> you talk a lot. I talk, you know, like this. This was definitely a match made in heaven with oh, oh you love to talk. Oh, I'm <laughs> me so too. shocked. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Who knew? I so appreciate this. This has been wonderful. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I had an absolutely wonderful time, as wonderful as you can have talking about grief. <laughs>
0: It's out there. It's a part of life, and people need to hear it and know that there are options. And it comes, it goes, it's ebbs, it flows. It it hits you when you least expect it. It could be a scent. It could be a song on or whatever it is. Oh or my goodness! It yeah. could be the first bloom of a flower that brings the smile to your face because of mm-hmm. the memory. Or for you in the corner in the video, it could be just the memory of and Mm -hmm. that's defines the life
1: and it could be also stepping into the new matriarch role you just never know
0: (laughs) it creeps up on you i'm telling you i don't know how how in the world it happened but it was it's here okay well if you insist i'll be it's fine
1: but it's a (laughs) wonderful journey it's a part of life unfortunately that we do have to depart from our loved ones in, in the flesh
0: But until we meet again,
1: until Until we meet again, again.
0: it'll, it'll just be such a celebration. And sometimes it does suck for us that are left here Mm. because they're, they're all together. and, And then like, but our work here isn't done yet. Yeah. And
1: their legacy lives on through us through generations upon generations so I really encourage. Um, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It, you've been such a joy. You it really it, it's such Aww. a perfect name.
0: <laughs> such a perfect name. It's such a joy. You're very, very sweet. So comments? I think so. Website? Yes, please. Joyfoundhere.com. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of the numbers, they have been magnificent. Thank you for hanging in there all summer long. It has just been, uh, I don't know, we're in episode... 70 something. I'm already thinking about the. Do I wait till the 100th? Do we celebrate at 75? I'm not even sure. Every week is another reason to celebrate. And I Mm. could not do it without you guys tuning in every week, sending in your comments. Yes, five stars. Did I say that only if you really liked what you heard? Especially on Spotify, they were just so late to the ratings game, they've caught up. So we've got to like catch up those numbers too, as always. I so, so appreciate your ideas and your support. Thank you for listening. And until the next time, meaning next week, really, we'll be back. Be well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.